Welcome to Behind the Spotlight, a new kind of podcast where we have real deep conversations with entrepreneurs and celebrity visionaries who are making their potential possible. They are all ahead of their time and worthy of yours. In life, it all comes down to building powerful and long-lasting relationships in a thoughtful, authentic way. We all see the highlight reel of successful entrepreneurs, so I want to take you behind the spotlight and show you who they were before they figured it out, how they broke through the barriers and found their passion. So I'm Beth, a speaker, author, entrepreneur, and a magnetic business mentor. I'm a huge believer in the power of potential to catapult your life and your business forward. So now I want to learn more about successful entrepreneurs, what makes them tick, and what it took for them to get to today. My guests are well on their way to becoming the best in their industry. Let's explore the sometimes torturous, but always interesting paths their lives have taken. So join me as we explore stories of some of our favorite people leveraging their past to make their potential possible. We'll be bringing you personal revealing conversations on Behind the Spotlight. Once a strong and blossoming CEO, Carrie's survival of the Boston Marathon bombing challenged her to identify her own limiting beliefs and search for her own voice and truth, successfully peeling away years of fear and self-imposed destructive identities. This led to a complete life shift, one she doesn't regret for a second. Listen to this episode to learn more. Thank you for coming on the podcast. So we're going to jump right in, Kara. If you were to describe yourself, what three words come to mind? Tenacious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Driven and architectural. Ooh. We're going to find out why. (laughs) Yeah, tell me more about that. What it comes to me, I think, and why that word just like popped in my head is the architecture around who you are and having the ability to understand the architecture of me and the framework of me so that I have the ability to bring the best forward in everything that I do. Wait, wait okay. Let me stop <laughs> all that. I'm so not a framework person and you do use, yeah. like I, you use that word a lot in, in our yeah. conversations. Yeah. And yeah. It honestly makes me like a little cringy because the framework to me is such a box and like follow this system. And I, and I definitely repel that because I'm, my brain doesn't work like that. So tell yeah, me yeah. what you mean. Yeah, I totally get that. So for me, the framework is really, and even when I like see it in my mind's eye, it's kind of like the framing with complete openness around it. It is not totally boxed in, but it's the understanding of, like the foundation, who I am at the core of who I am. And then what the uh, like belief systems or identities and how all of that builds up to kind of create the person that I am. I want to understand every aspect and every layer of it. So I'm very, um, I'm constantly looking at the blueprint. I'm looking at the different elements of who I am and where they came from and how they have defined me and whether or not I want them or if I want to switch it out for something else. That's so self-aware. Like, that's like, like, I want to know pieces of me and what they mean and where they come from, where most people are like, I don't want to know more about that. Like that's that trauma or that happiness or whatever, you know, whatever that made me. I find that really interesting. It is. But I, for me, it has been the greatest gift that I've been able to give myself is to understand who I am and peel back all the crap that had been layered on me or that comes at me from media or culture. Or this is what you're supposed to be. And this is what success is supposed to look like. I mean, if I followed that 
continued following that path, there's no way in hell I'd be where I am right now. No, not and at to all. To me, that's fascinating. Yeah. So where did that trans? Like, where did when did that start? Where did that start for you? Or that awareness, or that that really observing who you are? Because I'm imagining you were not 10 or 15. Yes. Where did that come yes. in? So that came in in 2013 is when oh. it started. So when you have an experience, a lot of people, some people may have this traumatic, this jolting moment in their lives where all of a sudden they go, oh my gosh, why the hell am I here? How did I get there? And some people will call it a midlife crisis. I like to think of it as a midlife awakening. And in 2013, <laughs> the catalyst for me was being in Boston Boston Marathon, when the terrorist attack happened, I'm at the finish line, two bombs go off. I basically look death in the face in that moment and walk away in a denial of my story, in a denial of my truth, because I didn't know really what it was. And I wasn't able to honor myself in those moments. And it led into PTSD, tons of illnesses, like all of this stuff that I had to navigate through. And as I did that, it started opening up different layers of me where I would begin to question things. Why, why am I doing what I'm doing? I've checked all the boxes and I've done all of the things that everybody said was supposed to be successful and here I am. And that was kind of this catalyst for the change within me. That's a huge catalyst. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to acknowledge that because that you know, that was national news. I, I, I think everyone listening knows exactly what you're talking about and how you've come out of it with, on such a positive note is not how most people came out of that. No, yeah. not at all. And I, I honestly didn't come out of it on a positive note. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to fool anybody to say, oh my gosh, in that moment, all of a sudden the heavens opened. <laughs> I was like, oh, here's this person. It was like dredging through crap for a year and a half. I went from running marathons to not being able to walk upstairs to trying to find the source of illness, this crippling illness that was taking me out. I owned a business at the time. I owned a multi-million dollar company and I showed up to work every day because that's what you do but I couldn't sign checks. I mean, there was this whole area of navigating like what the hell is going on and finding the source of the illness led me to finding the source within me. Like who the hell are you within all of this? And when I was able to find that, then everything else was able to release. The illnesses could go away and I didn't need to hold on to that crap. I found my truth. I found my voice and I was able to on finally honor the story and take responsibility for the experience, honor the experience that I had in that moment in Boston, as well as many times before that. Okay. I'm just like, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little stumped. I'm a little stumped because, so I, I want to know so much. So before, cause I, you know, we all have things that happen in our life. Not like that. Unfortunately, yeah, fortunately, unfortunately, that fortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were a mom before that. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. You lived in Iowa or Boston, right? You lived in Iowa at that no, time? No, 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 no. So born and raised in Iowa, wife, mother of three, um, <laughs> business owner, house in the suburbs, you know, hosting a church in my home. I did I, I mean, I had all of it, right? And so by society standpoint, you look at it and you go, oh my gosh, she's perfect. so successful. Perfect. She's perfect. She's got a perfect marriage and a perfect life and a you know, all of these things because from the outside in. What was the business huh? that you had? So I did, I had a trade show marketing business. So it was a event, event 
uh, display company, and then we did some three-dimensional internal environments. Wow. That's very different than what you do now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Completely. Oh my gosh. Completely. <laughs> so you, you know, you have this great life. You're running marathons all over. You go to Boston. I'm sure you were super excited. To actually oh, of course. And running. Have you done that before? Or was that your first time? That was my first time in Boston. Okay. But you run marathons yeah. before. And yes. where were you? Was the marathon over for you when the bombs went off? So I had finished the marathon. I was in the med tent at the finish line when the bombs went off. Wow. And were yeah, you it was, I mean, injured? No, I, um, when I had finished the marathon, my body had cramped and done some, you know, weird things after running 26.2 miles. And <laughs> so I did that wait, I'm like, I don't know why you did that to begin with, but okay, keep going. <laughs> So my body was like, ah, and I thought, all right, I'll finish the marathon. I'll go straight to the bed tent. And I did. And they had come over. They had, you know, looked at me. You look fine. Probably need some fluids, you know, stay here for a few minutes. And first bomb hits and you hear it, right? You like, you hear it and it almost takes you. It's like this. What the hell was that? That's kind of what goes on in your mind, right? Like, you think the bomb, right? What the hell was that? Right. So you looking around and everybody kind of stops and looks around. And then the second one hits immediately. It was like, shit, I know exactly what that is. Right. And so in that moment, I'm like trying to figure out where I am for one, right. Because you just, the world shook, everything shook. And so I'm like trying to figure out where I'm at, where I'm at. What do I do? Where do I go? You know, and they start bringing in people who'd been injured and in that moment, I literally looked death in the eye and was like, oh, okay, you've got to get out of here. So I looked at him. I said, I'm fine. You deal with what you've got to deal with. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> I had to go. I can deal with so, like, I'm good. So I went out the tent, and, but it didn't end there, which is you know crazy. So you're completely exhausted. You've drained every ounce of energy you have. Now these bombs go off. I walk outside the tent and I look to my left, which is where all of the damage had happened. And then um, as I do that, I see what I called the yellow jackets. It was volunteers for the marathon. Look at me, start running and go run as fast as you can. Run, run, run. And so I take off as fast as I can down the street because at this point they thought there was another bomb. Holy so I take off running down the street and eventually, I don't know how long later, ended up finding my husband and my mom who had been there because, you know, there's no cell service and it's complete mass chaos. And so that was kind of how that day unfolded. I'm in complete shock the rest of the day. It's almost like you don't even, you realize what happened, but you don't realize what happened. Mm -hmm. So the next day, I go back down to the marathon because I had to pick up my stuff and I'm standing at the end of one of the streets. I've never seen people hold, you know, national guard and machine guns and tanks, like all of this just surrounding the area. And I've got my jacket on my marathon jacket on. I'm looking down the street and a reporter comes up behind me and he taps me on the shoulder and he starts asking me questions. He's like, I, you know, I want to know the experience for you. What was it like to be part of the marathon? And a voice inside my head said, it's not your story to tell. And I turned and I walked away. 
And in that moment, I walked away from my truth. I walked away from my experience because other people had it worse. Who are you to have this conversation? And I went home and immediately went back to work. And I carried PTSD and all of the things with me throughout that journey because in that moment, somebody had it worse, right? It's not my experience. It's not my story to tell. And so I, once I had, you know, you get the illnesses and you're bedridden and all of these things and you have nothing but to do but think and contemplate and then start to heal, it was like, how many times in life have I done that where I've just said, oh, somebody had it worse than I did. Somebody, you know, some, uh, who is, who am I to have this feeling? Who am I to be affected by this? And once I understood that, then I could really dive in and pull apart all of the structure that I had built around the person who I had become prior to shift it, find myself, my voice, step back into my own power and create a new person. And that's what happened. That's an amazing story, guys. Like, <laughs> you know you're amazing, but, you know, take, take like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like crying as you're telling the story because I can, I can see you standing there and saying, you know, it's not your, it's not your story to tell. Yeah. And way and knowing who you are today you'd be like so this is what happened <laughs> like, and this happened and this happened and I was here for that you know I, I you, know, you would yeah. be able to convert that but you know I know you got really sick and that was PTSD so it was PTSD um, was kind of the first and then um, it ended up after about a year and a half um, like multiple diagnoses started to come in um, chronic Lyme disease thyroid conditions, multiple autoimmune conditions, um, heavy metal toxicities. I mean, it just, everything started to pile up after about a year and a half of searching and now understanding and following my intuition to figure out like what the hell is going on. Because I mean, to not be able to sign your own checks for your own business, that's, I mean, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. And not be able yeah. to and everything else, but your body, yeah. it sounds like your body was so depleted in the PTSD just you know, hammering it no. down and everything else that could happen did. And yeah. I mean, little thing you had just became a full blown yeah. diagnosis or disease. I mean, it's, it's the analogy of the bucket, right? You can only handle so much. And at some point that bucket overflows and everybody, like you say, everybody's got trauma. Everybody's got crap that's happened to them in their life. We all do. Right. And so it kind of piles in and it loads in and then the bucket fills and the bucket fills. And Boston just happened to be the thing that threw my bucket over. It was like, and you're yeah. done. And at that point, <laughs> then every, all of what I had been holding onto energetically, quite honestly, because this is, we take emotions and we take stories and we shove them down, right? The body can only handle so much. And when my body was like, you can't, there's, we can't hold anything else, then all of the illnesses kind of, it just exploded. And came right and came out. And then you had, and then it's like, okay, it all came out. Not only do I need to deal with my emotions and the energy that I have and everything that happened to me, but now I have all this other shit on top of it that I have to deal yeah. with. And that's a lot. But you mentioned your it is. And I know that you work in that space, but has that been a, an underlining theme in your whole life? Because to be completely honest, I am having trouble hearing mine lately. There's a lot going on and I'm not, and I feel sure. disconnected to it. 
and I'm working, I was yep. meditating this morning to connect back to it, but I'd love to hear like where that started for you. Like, were you 10 and we're hearing things? Were you 20 and hearing things? Like where did that, you know, <laughs> things, but hearing your own, yeah, but where did that really start? For you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we always have this ability to tap into the inner truth, that intuition. I mean, when you think about, you have a conversation with somebody and you're trying to remember that damn actor's name, right? And it's like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. And then you walk away and boom, it smacks you. Like, oh, there it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's intuition. That's creating a gap in the thought. So throughout my life, I've had moments of intuition. I honestly, I knew the gender of all of my children and I never you know, never had it confirmed, but they're born. I'm like, yep, knew you were a girl, right? So you have those little things that come in, but- Not everyone has those little things that come in. Like, not everyone can listen to it. Not everyone can listen to it, but I would almost guarantee most people have had an experience of a um, actor's name yeah. or a deja vu. Yeah. That's the same type of area that we're talking about. So when you when you have those little moments- that's an opening into intuition. And so it's learning how to use that. And I never learned how to use it before 2013. When I got sick, I had to. I started following signs, so to speak. You'd hear the same thing on a podcast three different times. And you're like, I need to look at that. There's a reason why this keeps coming to right. me. And then I started to follow it. And the more I started to follow it, the more I was open to it. And then the more I was open to it, the more I had the ability to hear and I had the ability to use it to benefit. And so it really took kind of this slow grow over the course of three years just in following different signs. Oh, I've heard that four times. I need to figure out what that is. And is that, and that's honestly how I navigated my healing because I would hear something and three times, oh, I need to have my adrenals checked or oh, I wonder if it's Lyme disease or mm, I keep getting this heavy metal toxicity. I should look into that. And that's how I navigated that journey. So understanding that and then <clears throat> um, developing it. So I really started to develop that uh, intuitive ability into what it is I currently do today in truth seeking and seeing truth within other people uh, in 2015, 2016, and then it has just expanded since then. And so, what? So when you're talking, what I'm thinking is like sometimes, sometimes I do see those three things. Like 1111 comes up for me all the time. It just does. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. it'll be 1111 on the clock and like that kind of stuff. But I don't, I, I don't think that I always can acknowledge I've seen it three times. Mm -hmm. Can you give me a tool or a trick that maybe could help us be able to see those things? The greatest gift that you can give yourself, and you even mentioned that you did it this morning, is creating gaps in your thoughts in order to allow those, those things to come through and then trusting yourself. If there's anything that's going to get in the way of you having the ability to see the signs that sit around you or to tap into that truth and knowing that sits within you, it's worthiness and trusting yourself. Many, many people walk around not understanding their own value and worth and seeing themselves as significant in this world. What we tend to do is we tend to base our value on how other people value themselves. And that's terribly unfortunate. So getting into an understanding of who you truly are and the worthiness, significance, and importance that you bring into this world and that just your being brings into this world and then trusting yourself. If you can get those two things, you can hear and tap into that truth at all times. 
and no longer need to Google your life, right? Because you know the answer to everything. You know the path to take. You know the steps to take. It all sits within you. But what we've done is we've lost trust in ourselves. So we've got to ask five friends and Google a response and see what's going on. And you're never going to get the answer that's true to you. I totally agree. It's, it's that's yeah. hard to do. Um, I think yeah. on, for me, I know my, I know my worth and being validated by other people helps me stay on track because it's, we can know our worth, but it's, it's hard to stay there all the time. Um, so mm. getting the outside validation for me helps. Um, but I know that I, I like to get to a point where I don't need that. And trusting yourself I think is a, is a learned behavior. I think, I think we trust ourselves and we're kids. I think when, you know, we get to be maybe in our twenties or thirties and we don't know everything anymore. We might not trust ourselves or when you have teenagers <laughs> and they tell you, you don't know anything. That's sometimes hard to trust yourself. Right. <laughs> like, I thought I knew everything until I had teenagers, but it's really, really difficult. No, I think that's real. I think that's really important for people to hear is it's not only knowing you don't have to know who you are, or know what your purpose is, just know that you add. You being in a yes. room adds to, adds to someone's life. And then, you know, you know, trusting yourself is just taking that leap of faith. But it, it's not, it can't be all the time. Well, most of the time, I think, well, for me. Yeah. You know, it's amazing that trust of yourself actually probably came in at a much younger age. Usually it's between the ages of two and seven, because honestly, you're in a state of hypnosis from two to seven. So everything everybody says around you, you're picking up on like this little tiny tape recorder and that's replaying in your mind. You know, you have 60,000 thoughts a day. No. Yes. You have 60, roughly 60,000 thoughts a day. 40,000 of those roughly are negative and you're aware of about 72. So now if you start to think, oh, right, you're like, ah, <laughs> I'm kind of positive, but so maybe I have, you know, 18,000 instead of 20. <laughs> but wow. it's those underliers. When you look at between two and seven and you're in hypnosis, think about any time your parents said, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or why did you do that? Why did you touch that? I mean, as a kid, you're taught to question what you're doing all of the time. So it really comes in from these very young ages. And when we can understand that and like peel that away and say, that's not my truth. My truth is something different and shift that in your brain. It just opens up your ability to be able to step forward in life in a completely different way. That's amazing. Yeah, I never really thought about it that way. I know I think about how, you know, little kids are so impressionable, but they really do listen to everything. Oh, um, everything. And I... It's, it's funny you say that because I've been reaping the benefits of my parenting lately. Even though they're telling me that I don't know anything, I am seeing those seeds that I've planted, you know, 16, 15 years ago, um, come out. And it's, they're not attributing it to me. You know, they're attributing it to people they see on Instagram. But I know that I laid the foundation. Right. <laughs> so it's a couple mommy wins for me on one side. The other side, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you see that manifesting in your kids? Oh my gosh. My kids have completely shifted since I've started understanding more about who I am because it opens up something completely different in them. Um, they are their own people. 
Like that's what I see in them. They are their own people. My daughter does not care. She like her truth, she owns it and she walks around the world in it. And it's absolutely amazing. I can see from (laughs) before some of the stuff that you're like, oh boy, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have said that, right? But then the other things, (laughs) yep, oh darn, yeah, I did that. (laughs) We need to shift that for you. Um, But the more that I have the ability to understand, like I say, the truth of who I am, the more that they have the ability to do it as well. It's like this amazing gift and they do they walk out in the world and they just own it and then you're right i mean sometimes they go oh my gosh my teacher said i'm like that's great <laughs> and you're like i'm so glad you have such a nice teacher yes <laughs> when <laughs> my youngest has always been like that he was just born that way i'm jealous of him sometimes like honestly jealous that he can just a hundred percent be him a hundred percent of the time and he supports his friends and his brother in sports and in school. He helps his friends and his LGBTQ friends. He is there for them 100% and supports them. And there's no judgment anywhere. And sometimes I just <sighs> marvel at him. And I'm like, I didn't make that. You made that. Thank you, God, or universe, or whoever it is. Because I can't right? wait to see what he's going to accomplish having that head start among other That's people. That's amazing. He's really, he's really quite amazing. I, I keep telling him I'm going to make sure there's a house on his property for me so that I can be close. Yes. To <laughs> Same here. I'm like, we're going to have a little compound. Yes. <laughs> my kids are like, uh, no, but right. you know, and my older one is 18 now. And I just see his fire, which has always been there. He's always been a hard worker and persistence and he's coming into, I can see him coming into knowing exactly who he is. He's always mm-hmm. You know, he's always been a strong, I'm me, but now I can see how it's, how it's really coming together. Um, but I appreciate that. But when you're talking, you know what I thought of? I was once yeah. in Dunkin' Donuts with my kids and a mom who I know from town was with her daughter and uh-huh. said to her, you're so stupid. Oh my gosh. It, it was, I mean, like 10 years ago, maybe even more. Like they were little, so it was probably more like 13, 12. It's, I think about it all the time. Because yeah. exactly what you said, like that girl might think she's stupid now at 18 because her mom so, said to her, that wasn't like if you said it in public, I can't even imagine what you said in your house. Right. Right. Well, and how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. So if, yeah, if you're saying that in public, you're saying it wherever and how that manifests itself in the future. So I've told this, I use this story, um, uh, three kids, right? My littlest. So say I'm in the store and I'm sleep deprived and you, you know, how you are new mom, sleep deprived, two older kids. And I'm like, ah, you know, just get me through this store. And the middle son is like, I want this. Can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? And you turn around in a heated moment and you go, you don't deserve it. Put it down. You don't deserve it right? In that moment, I'm thinking you have hit every last nerve and you've not behaved in a way that shows me that that you need that toy today. But what he hears is I don't deserve it. So then you fast forward through life, right? And he's working hard and he's doing all of his things and he's up for promotion at work. And he goes in and he, um, does all of the things he needs to do. And he sits down with his boss and his boss says, you know, I'd really like to give it to you, but I'm going to have to give the promotion to somebody else. And you go, why? 
Like, why would that happen? Because as much as we like to say that we're communicating through what we say and how we say it, we're communicating through our energy. So his energy is giving off this, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. And the boss's energy is picking that up. And neither one of them understand what's happening, right? Because he has this program that sits in his mind from the time he was a small child that says, I don't deserve it. Now, if he figures that out, right? Say he's like, oh, I need somebody to help me figure out why I'm not getting this. And they have the ability to see, why don't you deserve? And navigate through that and clear that out and put his own truth in there. Now he goes back in, boss says, you know what? It didn't work out with the other guy. I would love for you to have this promotion because now his energy is communicating something different. Like how fascinating is that, right? But it happens in those moments, like you say, of you know, a quick conversation or a repetition. And so, yes, yeah, she may grow up and think I'm stupid and never be able to truly apply herself in the way that she wants to, even though she's wickedly brilliant. Yeah, uh, and she's a sweet kid. But I hear yeah. that I'm thinking about myself and how we, you know, our parents definitely parent us different than we do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a different time in life. You know, yep. I didn't get those, um, you're a girl messages. Mm. You know, I was be quiet, be pretty. I got the do whatever you want and open your mouth messages. That's what I got. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm really going to think about it. And I'm going to ask my mom and say, you know, what kind of, like, how was I as a kid and what were my words and what, you know, how did you parent? And yeah, my parents always powered, uh, parented from a source of power. That was like their thing. That's your awesome. own power. Yeah. Um, but I definitely mm-hmm. got, you know, my sister was skinny, skinny. I wasn't. And I had those messages. I had a younger brother who's the only boy. And I got those messages. Like, I got all this other stuff. But what I want to follow up on with you is, like, you're talking about the energy. And that's something that you've taught me um, in, the, in the last couple of yeah. months. I think that's something that you really teach your clients. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, like, what you actually do. So I do. I really work well with driven women and leaders, people who are looking to um, navigate their lives in a powerful way to really step forward and accelerate their growth. And what I help them to do is to what I call develop a truth seeking mindset, understand that intuition and how to tap in to their inner knowing and release the limiting beliefs, the crap, the self-sabotaging behavior that could potentially be getting in the way. And we do that through a process of opening the mind, creating gaps, understanding kind of um, what the energy is communicating out into the world, which you will speak. It's fascinating. If you watch and listen to the words that come out of your mouth, even though you think you're speaking it of somebody else, it is going to be a reflection of the beliefs that sit within you. If you misspeak, you never misspeak. Something comes out and you go, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, you did. So honor it, right? And ask questions about it. And that's what I really help people navigate to do. So we're going to figure out what it is you want to accomplish, right? Let's set a goal. Let's figure that out. Um, What's the trajectory? What do you want your life to look like? And how do all the pieces fit into place? And then what's the crap that's getting in the way? Seriously. Like, if, you, if there wasn't things, if there were not things getting in the way, you would have exactly what you want right in this moment. So what's getting in the way? And we figure out those behaviors, we figure out those limiting beliefs, and we shift them. And we do so in this amazing way where it's uh, like quantum physics meets spirituality so that we are releasing like the neuroplasticity in your brain and we're rewiring your brain in a moment. 
in a moment, we have the ability to do that. So we're getting out the old crap, we're putting something new in, and immediately you shift and have a different perspective and a different way of seeing things. Now, it's amazing for you, right? And it's amazing for my clients, for them to, oh my gosh, this is what do I want to accomplish? And this is what I did for me to get from where I was to where I am now, right? So to go from a business owner, um, not really understanding who I was, into selling the business for more than I thought that I received, stepping into my purpose and passion and like loving life, that's amazing. But then how does it affect everybody around you? Well, now that my energy is communicating something different, everybody around me treats me different. They do, right? They love me in a completely different way than they loved me before. Because I used to believe that criticism and um, judgment were love. That's what my family life looked like, right? And if that's my reference point for what love is, that's what I'm going to carry forward. Well, when I figured that out and was able to shift it, I don't, that's not how I receive love anymore. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. So that's what I do with the clients. And we have the ability to goal set, release, and then achieve in this um, accelerated way. Yes. I, I just say yes to all of that. <laughs> I didn't, well, I didn't know that part about you that like, I didn't know you beforehand, you know, I've only, you yeah, know, yeah. Before months even though I feel like it's been years right. um, but to know that you've made that shift and I think that energy is really interesting because how you put it out there is really how you get it and yeah. I find myself really supporting these amazing women that I've met and getting it back and it's a whole different feeling the whole different energy and I have to tell our audience that's listening that Carrie and I work together and when I say she changed my life I mean it and I've told her this before she allowed me the space to let go of trauma that I was couldn't let go of she asked me questions that I answered that I haven't even told my therapist because she created the safe space for me but it was really those questions the things that you were asking were things that I wasn't thinking of Mm-hmm. and the why and where does that come from and all that stuff. And I think ha- just having that conversation is helpful, but knowing that you're supporting your clients and allowing, taking that from them so that they can move forward and move on and move up in what they're trying to accomplish yeah. is fantastic. So Carrie, I know that everyone listening is going to come find you and sign up. So you better get ready, but tell everybody how to come yeah. find you and sign up. <laughs> So I can be found. My website is www.carryrosno.com on Instagram, Facebook, all social media. I am also found at Carrie Rosno. So made it very simple and easy. Awesome. It'll be in the show notes so everyone can find her. She's blowing up, ladies and gentlemen. She's going to be everywhere. And honestly, take it from me. Sign up because I know that it changed my life and it can change yours. Carrie, I love you. I appreciate you. I send Beth, you all amazing. the love and light in the world. Thank you so much. Yeah. For Thank you so much. This was awesome. I'll talk to you soon.